Well, amen. You know, to have the Wisnitz and the Mark Trumbull Quartet, you don't get any better than that. I mean, those are the cream of the crop in Southern gospel music. And I've been with these fellows all week down in Huntsville, Texas at Cook Springs Baptist Church. And we've had the best time, I'm telling you. It's been, I just love hanging. And I tell you, when you think about the Wisnitz and you think about the Mark Trammell Quartet, I'm telling you, they're the real deal. They are real. They live what they profess. They walk the walk. And I am, I, it's just a joy to hang. I feel so much better just after being with them for a while. And I thank God. Father, I love you, all of you guys. Mark and I have been friends a long, long time, and I'm so grateful that God let him come into my life. Well, Mark chapter 2. Mark chapter 2, and we're going to begin reading in verse 20. Except, it's Mark chapter 3. <laughs> Mark chapter 2 is good too. But Mark chapter 3, I got so caught up in the singing. Now y'all going to do some of the convention songs when you come back, aren't you? Okay, okay. Well, they got some, ooh, they got some good stuff. By the way, those of you that bought the books, thank you. I don't have to carry any of them home. And uh, they're all gone. Y'all put me out of business last tonight, but thank you. Mark chapter 3, verse 20. If you have found it, say amen. amen. And the multitude cometh together again, so that they could not so much as eat bread. They're all in a house. And the Bible says there's so many there that they could not even lift their hand and Eat a piece of bread. When I'm in a situation like that, somebody needs to go home. <laughs> if there's so many folks in the house you can't lift and eat bread, somebody needs to go to the house. And the multitude cometh together again so that they could not so much as eat bread. And when the his friends heard of it. They went out to lay hold on him, for they said he is beside himself. And the scribes which came down from Jerusalem said, He hath Beelzebub, and by the prince of the devils casteth he out devils. And he called them unto him and said unto them in parables, How can Satan cast out Satan? And if a kingdom be divided against itself, that kingdom cannot stand. And if a house be divided against itself, that house cannot stand. And if Satan rise up against himself and be divided, he cannot stand but hath an end. No man can enter into a strong man's house and spoil his goods, except he will first bind the strong man and then he will spoil his house. Y 
Jesus was very popular at this time in his ministry. Everywhere he went, there were large crowds that followed him. And when he went into a, someone's home, the place became immediately full and people standing all around on the outside. And that's what we find here in Mark chapter 3. Life is full of questions. Who are you going to marry? That's an important question. You better get it right. Oh, you're in store for a lot of heartache. Where are you going to go to school? What are you going to do? Are you going to be a, a doctor, a lawyer, an Indian chief? What are you going to be? That's important. What football team are you going to root for? Many people, that's the most important of all. But to be honest with you, the two most important questions of life are these. Number one, who is Jesus? Who is he? Number two, what are you going to do with him? You can never decide the second until you deal with the first. Who is he? And then, what are you going to do with him? I believe these verses tonight give to us three and the only three alternative possibilities concerning who Jesus is. I don't think there are any more than these three, and they're all found in this little text. First of all, there are some people who think Jesus was a man who was demented in his mind. He, he was crazy. Look what that verse says there in verse 21. And when his friends, now these are people that loved him. These are people that cared about him. These were people that, that wanted to take care of him. When his friends heard of it, that he was in that house, they went to lay hold on him, to seize him, for they said, he is beside himself. That means his body is here and his mind is somewhere over there. Now, when your friends think you have lost your mind, you don't need a lot of enemies. They thought Jesus has given way under the pressure. He's had a nervous breakdown. He's had a mental collapse. He has become demented. He's lost his mind. If I were to ask you tonight, how many of you in this house believe that Jesus lost his mind, that he had become demented? Not one hand is raised. But before you make a concluding thought on that matter, you, you might ought to consider some of the things Jesus had been saying. For example, Jesus said, I came from another world. 
Jesus was speaking to a group of Pharisees, and he said, you're from beneath, I'm from above. You're from this world, I'm not of this world. Jesus said, I came from another world. Now, suppose I'm at Walmart over in the grocery section, and I'm at the bakery counter, just smelling, and I see the donuts and the cakes and the cookies and the bear claws and all of those freshly baked goods and I'm just standing there having a wonderful time and somebody comes up and he taps me on the shoulder and I turn and I look at this fellow and he says, Sir, I came from another world. Now, what am I going to think about that guy? I think he's nuts. He's law, he's crazy. That's exactly what Jesus said. Tell you, think about something else Jesus said. Jesus said, I lived before I was ever born. He was talking to a group one day and getting pretty rough on them. And they said, hey, we're Abraham's children. And Jesus said, that's a lie. If you were Abraham's children, you would love me. Because when Abraham saw me, he loved me. And the problem was, Abraham had been dead over 1,500 years. And Jesus said, Abraham saw. Jesus said, I lived before I was ever born. I suppose I'm at Walmart. <laughs> and I've moved over to the candy section. And I'm seeing Hershey's with almonds and Butterfingers and Baby Ruth's. And somebody taps me on the shoulder. And I turn and I look at this guy. And he says, sir, I want you to know that I lived before I was ever born. Now, what am I going to think about that guy? Well, I'll tell you what I'm going to think about. I'm going to think he's nuts. He's out of his mind. He's crazy. Think about something else Jesus said. Jesus said, when you look at me, you're looking into the face of God. Jesus said, my father and I are one. He that hath seen me hath seen the Father. I suppose I'm in Walmart. <laughs> and I've moved over to the cookie section. And I'm seeing Oreos double stuffed. And Chips Ahoy. And vanilla wafers. And somebody comes up and taps me on the shoulder and I turn and I look at this guy and he says, Sir, when you look at me, you're looking into the face of God. Now what am I supposed to think about that guy? You know what I think about that guy. I think he's nuts. But that's exactly what Jesus said. Tell you something else Jesus said. Jesus said, I have all power in heaven 
and earth. Not some of I have all power in heaven and in earth. Suppose I'm in Walmart. <laughs> and I've moved over to the deli section. And I see pimento cheese and chicken salad and sliced ham. And somebody comes up and taps me on the shoulder. And I turn and look at this fellow. He says, sir, I have all power in heaven and earth. Now what am I going to think about that guy? I think he's nuts. But that's exactly what Jesus said. Tell you something else Jesus said. Jesus said, I am the only way to heaven. I'm not just a way. I'm not even the best way. I'm the only way to heaven. That's what he said. I suppose I'm in Walmart. And I've moved over to my favorite section, the ice cream section. And I'm looking at chocolate and vanilla and strawberry and butter pecan. And somebody comes and taps me on the shoulder. And I look at this fellow and he says, Sir, I'm the only way to heaven. You know what I'm going to think? I'm going to think I'm going to start shopping at Kroger's. Every nothing, <laughs> every nothing in the world comes to Walmart. I'm getting out of here. But folks, I want to tell you that is exactly what Jesus said. Jesus said, I came from another world. I lived before I was ever born. When you look at me, you look into the face of God. I have all power in heaven and earth. I'm the only way to heaven. And when his friends, people that dearly cared about him, when they heard what he'd been saying, they just came to the conclusion he has collapsed under the pressure. He has lost his mental faculties. He is demented. And so, who is Jesus? Well, there are some who say he's demented. But then look at the next verse. The next verse says, and when the scribes heard of it, the scribes which came down from Jerusalem said, He hath Beelzebub. Now these were not his friends. These, hated, these men hated Jesus. I mean, they despised him. Jesus had turned their little apple carts upside down. Before Jesus came on the scene, the scribes were the spiritual authorities. If you had a question, you asked the scribe. If you had a theological issue, you talked to a scribe about it. They were the spiritual big shots. But now that Jesus has come on the scene, the people have left him, uh, left them and are following him. But they have a problem. 
And they have a dilemma. They cannot deny that Jesus is doing amazing things. Jesus is making blind people see and deaf people hear and dumb people speak and crippled people walk and he's raising folks from the dead. And if the scribes were to say to those people, it's just a lot of hooey, it's, no, it's nothing to it, it's all false, it, he's a charlatan, those things aren't, well, they would have laughed him to scorn. What Jesus did, the book of Acts says, he didn't do in a corner, he did it openly and publicly. When he healed the blind and raised the dead and healed the sick, people saw him do that. And so the scribes could not deny that Jesus was a miracle worker. And so they said, oh yes, he performs miracles. He's an amazing man. But everything he does, he does under the power of the devil. He's demonic. He's full of demons. And he does everything he does because demons are inside of him. If I had read the next two verses, Jesus said that's what blaspheming the Holy Spirit is. When you attribute the work of God to the devil, that's blasphemy. And so there are some who think that Jesus was demonic. He did powerful things, but he was energized by the devil. He was not the son of God. He was a man full of demons. He's demonic. And when Jesus heard that, he said to those scribes from Jerusalem, the big shots, he said, how can Satan cast out Satan. I haven't come to be on the devil's side. I've come to destroy the devil. How can Satan cast out Satan? Don't you know that if a kingdom is divided it against itself, it's going to collapse? And if a house is divided against itself, it's going to fall? And if Satan is divided against himself, he has an end. How can Satan cast out Satan? You men are nuts you've been spending too much time in Walmart <laughs> but there's a there's a second option there's some who say Jesus is demonic so who is he is he demented is he demonic there's one third option Look over there with me, if you will, in verse 27. No man can enter into a strong man's house. Now, in this parable, the strong man is Satan. The strong man is the devil, and his house is planted earth. Paul wrote to the church at Corinth and said that Satan is the god of this world. There are more people in this world who worship the devil than worship God. This is his house. No man can enter into a strong man's house and spoil his goods except he will first bind 
the strong man. Who is the one who came into Satan's house? Who is the one who came into the strong man's house and bound him? A stronger man. And that stronger man is not demented and he is not demonic. He is divine. He is the everlasting Son of God. He bound the strong man and spoiled his goods. And do you know what those goods were? You and you and you and you and you and you and you. You and I would not be sitting here covered in the blood of Jesus filled with the Holy Spirit had Jesus not come into this world and bound the strong man. And then he began to take things away from him. I'm one of them. You're one of them. We used to be children of the devil. Now we're children of God. We used to be lost. Now we're saved on our way to heaven. Because the Lord Jesus, in his deity, bound the strong man and spoiled his house. So, who is he? I don't think you'll come up with any other alternatives. I think those verses cover it very well. He is either demented, he's crazy, or he is demonic, he's of the devil. Or he is divine. He's God in the flesh. You have to make that decision. I cannot make. I've made it for myself. I know where I stand. But you have to make your own decision. Now once you've made the decision who he is. The second question becomes easier. What are you going to do with it? Well. If he is demented, just ignore him. I pastored in Memphis, Tennessee for 20 years. A lot of Walmarts in Memphis. <laughs> I was stopped. I had been downtown to visit the hospital. I was on my way back to the church. I was stopped at a traffic light. I looked out my window and I saw a man, I'd never seen a guy more violently angry. He was mad and he was cussing and he was punching and hitting and kicking. And when I looked at what he was punching and kicking and hitting, it was the light pole. I have no idea how that light pole had made him so mad. But he was doing everything he could do. To t and I'm talking about one about 80 feet tall, you know, big, trying to tear it down. I did not feel impressed of God to get out of the car <laughs> and help him. Now, Brother Herb, you probably would have. You're such a, you're such a compassionate man. But I had no impulse to do I just ignored him because I knew he was demented. So if you think Jesus is crazy, if you think he's 
lost his mind. If you think he's demented, just ignore him. Just ignore him. If you think he's demonic, avoid him. I don't mean to be critical or judgmental, but I don't think most church members today are spiritually mature enough or equipped enough to deal with demons. If you think Jesus is demonic, then avoid him. Stay as far away from him as you can. Don't ever read the Bible. Don't ever go back to church. I mean, if you think Jesus is of the devil, avoid him at all costs. But if you know that he's not demented, and you know that he's not demonic, then he must be divine. And if he's divine, receive him into your life. Love him. Embrace him. Follow him. Serve him. Live for him. Exalt him. Praise him. Tell others about him. He is divine. He is God's son. He is the only way to heaven. Love him. Amen.